One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. But this one guy, he gets a syringe full of gaviscon and he injects it or like inserts it up his urethra yep that thing and then he holds it and lets go of it and that way he can shoot four scenes a day welcome back to the andy rose show it's widely believed that the success of the internet was built off the back of the porn industry Latest statistics show that one in seven web searches is for pornography, and the most visited porn website, Pornhub, is as popular as Netflix and LinkedIn. In this episode, we're going to take a look behind the scenes with female porn star Atlantis Deep. But before we get started, if you're looking for the best way to start your day, get involved with Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy and get yourself some AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's the perfect foundation to start your day. One scoop contains 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and aptogens. I've been taking it for about a year now. It tastes great, and Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. The travel packs are awesome. They're great, super convenient. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Andy to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And if your company is looking to get into the podcast industry, Pod Row Productions is now working alongside clients around the world to help create engaging content for your clients. For more information, just email me, Andy at podrowproductions.com. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Atlanta Steep, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. How did you come up with that name? My friend actually came up with it on a since-deleted Instagram account because I've been through oh, bloody maybe six now. What? Yeah, they, they get deleted all the time. Um, one of my friends came up with Lost Titty of Atlantis um, as a kind of like tongue-in-cheek Instagram name while I was in Greece during lockdown. And that was the time that I started in porn. So we went with Atlantis um, and... Then I had to come up with a last name and it was suggested to me by a producer because I've got some some special skills, some deep throat skills. So yeah, that is deep. It went well together. It's a nice little nautical theme. I'm a bit of a beach girl, so. How did you get started in the porn industry? Let's start there. I was at university studying for a journalism degree. It wasn't something that I had a particular passion for. Like I I was very much pushed into it by my parents because I was naturally quite academically gifted but did prefer like creative pursuits. And yeah, I moved from Sydney to Melbourne for university and then one night I was in a taxi coming home from somewhere and I looked out the window at the strip clubs and I'd always had this like fascination with the sex industry. I think it it might have come from watching Moulin Rouge too much as a kid. But I just oh, had this fascination with strippers and hookers and porn stars. 
And I was just, I just loved, I just loved something about it just drew me to the industry. Um, so yeah, I was going past a strip club one night and this girl came out and gave 50 bucks to a homeless guy. And I was like, fuck, I'd love to have that just kind of disposable income. And I was still studying. And then I went in and within five minutes of walking in the door, I had the manager coming up to me going, do you want a job? And I was like, kind of. And so I worked for the summer in the strip club and then just discovered like a huge passion for performing. And I started on the Miss Nude Australia circuit and then moved on to the Miss Nude World circuit. Yeah, then I ran away to Europe to become a porn star. So how does the process start with you going from stripper to porn star? It's a fairly natural progression. <laughs> Once you get comfortable, like, stripping off in front of people, you just, I just sort of wanted to take it to the next level. I'm naturally quite competitive. I always have been, so yeah, once I started in the adult entertainment industry, I wanted to take it further and further, and that's how I ended up with my current project. I'm always just like, yeah, let's push the boundaries, let's do it. Yeah, we'll get to that. So we'll it's very exciting. So was there, did someone see you at a strip club and go, do you want to do porn? No. I was t- I was told, honestly, honestly, from high school, I was told by boyfriends and stuff that I should do porn. Really? They were like, you're going to end up a porn star. I'm like, yeah, my first boyfriend was like, you're going to be a porn star. And then other people at school, I was, I was a slut. I was a huge slut in high school. I always loved sex and really thoroughly enjoyed myself. The girls in particular, the boys, not because they were having a good time with me, but the girls would scream at me, you slut, you slut. And I was like, oh, you're just mad because I'm having a good time and you're not. They'd be like doling out blowjobs. And I was the only one that wasn't a virgin because I just, I was having a good time. And when you get into the porn industry and you do your first scene or you start doing scenes, was there a moment where things clicked and you were like, I'm really good at this? No, I knew I was good at it before I started. <laughs> I, um, I wasn't like just trying it out, dipping my toe in the water. When I decided to, do, I mean, you cut off a whole bunch of um, options when you start doing porn for your life, but you also open up a bunch of different doors. Um, so when I decided to do porn, I very much knew that I was going to forge a career in porn. So I'd long ditched my degree before then, just dove into it. And I, I knew that this was my career now. I wasn't going to make one, like, one video and then retire. I didn't see much point to that. Right. So what sort of things do you, obviously like there's obvious things that you cut yourself off to, but like did you get advice on by from anyone about what you were cutting off or or what this could mean for you long term? I um well I, it's really just the obvious kind of things. Career prospects if you if I if I had pursued my degree further, marriage prospects even. But this is what I wanted to do and I've not regretted it for a minute. I've been having so much fun. I started, I started out, and I've done maybe two hundred scenes since. Two hundred. And I, I can't wait to do more. In the space of how many, How much time? In the space of about a year and a half. In the space of a year and a half, you've done two hundred scenes. So I go on these like long tours, well, not long tours, maybe like month to five week tours, um, where I'm shooting every day. Every morning, you're up at five o'clock in the morning. Hair and you get picked up by the driver, hair and makeup, and then you shoot your scene. And I'm shooting maybe one or two scenes a day, most of the time one, but every single day for um, like a month, it, it adds up to 
took quite a lot. Talk me through a day. So you just started there. So you're up at 5 a.m. Yeah, up at 5 a.m. You pack your bags. Most of the time we provide our own wardrobe. And so, which is like such a pain when you're having to cart around different outfits and you can't wear the same outfit in more than one scene. So when I'm going over to like Budapest, which is where like quite a hub, I'm taking and they're 50, 60 outfits with me. And as I go through them, I'm chucking them into the corner of the room because I can't wear them again. And an outfit's like, you know, the top, the skirt, the lingerie, the shoes, stockings sometimes, all the different components. And you have to look like different in every scene. And so you get up and I don't, I don't have breakfast. I'm just too angry in the morning. I'm just like, why? Why am I awake? It's dark outside. So I have coffee and wait for the driver to come. And uh, my agent, she organizes my driver to pick me up and take me to the locations, which are all over Budapest. Usually, like, there's a few houses that we shoot in consistently, which is quite interesting for me watching porn now because I'll, I'll see a scene and I'll be squinting at it and I'm like, oh, do I know that place? Have I been there? Uh, which is quite cool. Yeah, so get up, go to the shoot, get there, and then it's hair and makeup, which I hate. Honestly, I don't feel that I look particularly good in heavy makeup, but under the brush of a Eastern European makeup artist, <laughs> you're getting heavy makeup. Oh, yeah, they like to lay it on thick, right? They lay it on. So they lay it on, and then um, first you're doing the like the theatre part of the scene, which is, you know, the acting, like, oh, step bro, what are you doing? Well, are you I, taking the theatre part seriously, or are you, are you trying to be a good actress during that bit, or are you just living up to the porn stereotype that you're not there to act, you're just there to have sex? I I love the theatre part of it because I grew up as a theatre kid. I was like very big on musical theatre. So I'm quite comfortable with that very bad hammy acting. So yeah, we, we do the theatre part and then we break for lunch and then we do the sex part. Your co-stars, do you have any say over, do you know who they are beforehand or are you just rocking up or you're like, or do they just say you've got Dirk Ziggler on this weekend or do they, what, how, do, how does that work? Do you get to say no to a co-star if you're like, don't fancy you? <laughs> no, I've never said no to a co-star. Honestly, I don't. I don't look at who I'm working with before I get there. I very much have a lot of trust in my agent. She sets me up with some, with some hotties. And I arrive and I'm like, oh, look at you. <laughs> um, but in, on the European circuit, there's kind of like a main, maybe 10 guys that you work with over and over and over again um, because they're just like the standard, reliable, what do you, what, what do you call them? Um, studs. They're the European studs. Right. And so you see the same people over and over again, but in different scenarios, like one week you're my stepbrother and the next week you're my landlord. Oh, the different scenes, it's, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun to catch up with them again. It's like, oh, what have you been up to this week? Is there a career progression thing that you can have in the porn industry? Like, is there is there somewhere you can end up? Like, oh, big time! Can you talk big me through time. that? So, awards—it's currently awards season, so I've got like award fever. I just found out this morning that I'm nominated for my fourth AVN this year. What's an AVN? It's like porn Oscars. Is it? It's serious business. It's a worldwide thing. Yes, it's a worldwide thing um, based in the award ceremonies over in Vegas. But I was I was nominated by th- for three by the Academy. And then my fans have 
voted and gotten me nominated for a fourth one. So it's very exciting. When you shoot a scene, do you think, oh, yeah, that could win me an award? Yeah, I do. Really? I really do. And I, um, yeah, I'm self-producing a few scenes that I hope touch wood with no wood around me. Oh, so that, that's a... The floor is wood. <laughs> that's and a change. There you go. Um, that I'm hope, hoping will get nominated. I'm planning to do a feature-length porno. So that will be something. Okay, so the career progression. So if you get these awards, then what, what, happen, what could happen? You get the awards, you up your rate. Your scene rate, the demand for you in general goes up. It also opens doors for things like even like visas. So going over to America to work, you get an award, you're much more likely to get sponsored by a company to go over to America to work, which is a huge hub. More and more of it's coming over to Europe, which is great. But still, America is like the OG porn, porn state. Yeah. Can I ask about rates for scenes? Like what? What's yeah. the, what's, what sort of tier are you on at the moment? Like what, what do you, where do you get to? Like where are you thinking you might get to? I'm, I'm on the higher end uh, scene-wise. I started out like budget basement and really? nobody could understand why. My agent kept going like, up your rate, up your rate. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want, I want all the work. That's how I managed to get 200 mm. scenes under my belt very quickly. So I was trying to get, I was like, sowing the seeds trying to get myself out there because it's all free advertising for me mm. for my private projects so i was charging oh, something like really low like six or seven hundred a scene which is on the lower end and um yeah that's why i was shooting one or two scenes every single day on my tour i was booked out the second i landed in budapest it was like booked out yeah i had friends and my agent even advising me going like up your rate what are you doing and i was like no 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 i've I've got this in hand. I want to shoot a lot of porn, okay? Let me just shoot a lot of porn. And so I made myself super accessible because I was new. I made myself super accessible to all the studios and then have built up a relationship with them from there. Okay, so in your first year when you when you shot about 200 scenes and you're getting like 600 a day, a rate a scene. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's, Even for a low rate. Yeah. So what what have you what, what have you done with that money? Have you like bought a house or anything? Or I rigged out my house with cameras and audio, top tier cameras, top tier audio. Built a website and then poured a lot of money into advertising. So I invested it back into myself and to my personal project. Tell me about your house. That's freaking awesome. Um, so I have twenty four hour continuously live streaming cameras in every single room, including above my bed. That's fucked. And in the bathroom. And That's so fucked. It's, it's great. You go to the bathroom, you, people can see. The toilet is off camera. That is a popular question. It must be a bit creepy because you said it's 24 hours, right? Yeah. So you're sleeping. Some creepy old dude could be watching you. And I bloody love it. I think it's the most passive income you can have to just be living your life and have people watching along and paying a subscription price. It's awesome. And I've, I've actually find it, found it quite sweet, like the interaction that I've had with my fans. It's been hugely interactive because they're watching me 24 hours a day and they've got things to say. They will weigh in. They, they pick on me about the way that I do the dishes. They pick on me about the way that I clean the floor. <laughs> they'll be like they'll yell at me about stuff 
and I'll have arguments with my best friend, partner, roommate. We'll have an argument and they'll tune in and they'll be like, Atlantis, you're wrong. You know, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, Molly's the worst. Kick her out. <laughs> We've got one fan that just really, really wants me to kick her out. Well, he got his wish this week because she dumped me live on camera. Your and, girlfriend um, did. My girlfriend dumped me live on camera. That's brutal. It was bloody brutal. I am very heartbroken. Have you had many relationships? Or like, what? How does how does a long term relationship fit in with being in the porn industry? The only option, obviously, is an open relationship, because well, you know, I'm getting dicked down a lot, <laughs> and that can that can be hard to process. Uh, I'm not prepared to make concessions when it comes to my career for any relationship. Yeah, for, for a long time I wasn't in a relationship, and then I met Molly. Um, I met her on set. Can that happen quite a lot where you have sex with someone on on set and the feelings carry over after you stop shooting? Oh, yeah. Uh, my pre- The previous person who I dated, which wasn't serious, but we were seeing each other for about a month. Uh, his name is Chris Cobalt. He's a male performer here in the UK. And we, we met on set. And... Um, we were getting to the end of the scene and ready for it to be over and we were like kissing a lot and making this really intense eye contact and um at the end of the scene he came up to me and he was like I don't know this is really weird to say like on a porn set but you're like a really good kisser and I was like oh I feel it too like we had this we had this spark and we were on set away in the countryside in Kent for like three days or something so we ended up having this kind of accelerated romance and yeah we ended up together ever so briefly we're still very good very very good friends but oh goodness that was that was hard I think that having a relationship with a man is more difficult than having a relationship with a woman at this current juncture in my career there must be some jealous partners that oh I was the jealous one I was doing all the same things when he would go off to a shoot I'd be like "Mm." How was it watching the scene that he'd filmed did you watch the scenes yeah I mean I still kind of I still I, I watch I watch porn of people that I shoot with all the time. Before I shoot with someone, if I know who I'm shooting with, then I'll, I'll watch their porn. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I love how they do that. We'll have to make sure we do that. Do you have a special trick? Deep throat. Yeah, I um, am a self-trained sword swallower from YouTube. I was a bit of a weird teenager and I taught myself how to sword swallow. Um, and it has very much come in handy. Wow. These days in my chosen career when you're shooting a scene is it work or is it pleasure is it or is it both or how like do you sometimes go i'm really not up for it today but let's go let's do it let's get it done i can get a huge amount of pleasure through my work uh but it definitely is work um Mm. there are so many things you need to be conscious of on a porn set like it's not like real sex you know they're not just like you know go at it you're thinking about how your body's positioned you're opening up to the camera you've got one toe pointed in the air and you're balancing yourself on two Mm. fingers so you can lift up your tits and it's (laughs) you can get yourself into some very awkward positions i had one where i was shooting against some bunk beds and i'm like naturally very flexible so the director had me with my pointed toe up on the top of the bunk bed and i'm bent down so i'm leaning on the bottom bed and it was like four hours and it was, I was very sore the next day. Um, yeah, I, I love, I love sex. 
and I love porn, I found that through my live cameras in my house, you get kind of like a more intimate type of porn because you're just living your life and having sex rather than opening up to the camera in the same mm. way that you are for porn. So it's for the people that like that, they really liked that. For the people that don't like that, they've not liked that at all. And they were like, you know, pop off into hair and makeup and get your foot on the bunk. Put your foot on the bunk. Are you different when you're having sex offset? So is it completely different sex? Because obviously like porn star sex, normal sex, it's different, right? Yes. Apart from star. the whole bunk thing, which you made clear, like obviously this, yeah, it's that's very different. But the end product that you shoot that comes out that you would see if you search for Atlantis Steep, that's not how you actually have sex though, is it? Or is it? Well, see, all, all the lines are blurred now. So... Every, all sex that I have now is on camera because my bed's on camera and my couch is on camera and my shower's on camera. And so all the sex I have is now filmed. Um, so I have been able to actually compare the two. And they're, they're fairly similar. I like to think that um, on or off set, I am the same level of like generous lover. <laughs> it's certainly more fun when you don't have a director there yelling at you. It's more fun when you're not, when, when, when you turn up to set uh, for porn, you have a full script. People don't, I think most people know that you have a full script. So you arrive and you get the script and yeah. you get all the scenes and this is what you're going to do. It'll have the styling on it, which is a note to the director, which is how they want your makeup done. Also how they want your outfits done. It's a huge drama because you can never have, you can't have anything with any kind of logo on it. And so you have to cut the tags out of every single thing that you own. And also just you can't have anything with even the tiniest little logo on it, which is really hard when you're finding shoes, especially since a lot of the time we're wearing mm. like um, running shoes or something. And so we have to have multiple different outfits, uh, sorry, multiple different pairs with no logo. And they're really hard to find. But you get there and there's the script and it'll have the styling and then it'll have like a little synopsis of the story. Um, and then it will have kind of like a, like a vision board of what they want to see from you in various positions little um, stick figures no they're, they're screenshots from other pornos oh yeah so they'll be like we want some more of this we want some more of this uh, i've worked a lot with brazzers they're probably the best example of having like the theater at the beginning and a very very set out vision board so they'll say this is what we want we haven't had any sex from this angle in a while so we want this how do you switch into the mindset because i'm thinking like yeah if someone's performing on a sports field or uh yeah if, they, if a rugby player is going to play a game of rugby there's a mindset that you've got to get into you say enjoy playing you say enjoy playing the sport but you've still got to like is there something that you do or like how do you get yourself into that mindset that i'm going to be having sex in front of people and i've got to perform i honestly I, I don't really notice the camera crew anymore. I, I've done it so many times now. I don't notice the camera crew. I do notice when the camera crew is not there because I feel like I have like steamier, more intimate sex. But yeah, gearing up to go and shoot a new scene, it's um, no different from anything I think any other day at work except for a little bit more fun. Right now I'm not working and I'm very much feeling my lack of sex because I got I, you get used to... Sex, 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 sex. Well, you had 200 in a year. I know. And now I've had nothing for two months and I'm just like suffering. Did your vagina get sore when you have that much sex? 
Uh, I can. You got to take very good care of her. You got to take very good care of your lady parts and make sure that they don't get chafed or that you're using like natural lube and you got to be gentle with her during your downtime. But porn's not that gentle. It's not that gentle, but then you take time off. So right now I've not shot a scene for two months and I'm dying for me to get back to work. (laughs) Usually I will work for three months of the year and then take the rest of the year off. Um, Three months solid. Three months solid. Six, twice a day. Once or twice. But um, And then I will take the rest of the year off. Wow. Apart from your 24-hour streaming, are you doing OnlyFans as well? I do. I have a Playboy account. Um, You're on Playboy now? Yeah, I'm on Playboy. That's new. I'm very excited about that. Um, it's a very different experience to OnlyFans. I've never been a huge fan of OnlyFans personally. Hey, but you're on But I do it. have it. Um, this means to be pretty good money, isn't it? It's all right. Is OnlyFans a streaming thing or do you post videos? OnlyFans. Um, is it like an Instagram thing or is it like a streaming So thing? people subscribe to your profile and then you have videos, photos. Um, they can contact and talk to you directly. Really? Um, that's kind of the main part of it is talking to them directly um they can even like request custom videos you must get some weird shit one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united Healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Not really. Like, I'm always disappointed. The people that are interested in customs, they have very, very specific requests. And I, like, feel a lot of pressure when I'm making them for them. Like last week I was making one for a guy that um, he's got a fetish for women in the shower wearing office wear. So what? I, didn't know how to, I didn't know how to naturally progress the storyline. So I was just like, I guess we're here now. Here I am in the shower in my clothes. Now what? So that guy that requested that. Yeah, he paid uh, 200 pounds for that. So he, so he paid 200 quid. Are you getting quite a few of these? I actually am quite busy so i don't do that that many customs i'll do them maybe once a month i have to, i actually have two to shoot when i get home they are joi which is like a jerk off in, instructional so it's where i will talk you through as your you know uh i will talk you through exactly how i want you to do it and i'm looking with the ca- looking at the camera and i'm interacting with the camera and i'm you know working along with you and um yeah, that's a JOI, and they're very popular. Most of my custom requests that I get are JOIs, so I'll be like, oh, Andy. <laughs> like, you interact with them, and you're like, yes, Andy, you're doing so good. Stroke it. 
like it's it's quite fun is there a power thing that you quite enjoy out of it as well um yeah i, I mean obviously it, it, it's nice to be it feels good to be wanted do you feel almost empowered i feel no i don't i love my job but i think there is far too much emphasis put on it being empowering or it being like sexually liberate it's just a job like any other job and i don't think it needs to be those things i think it's hard work and it's a lot of marketing yeah i mean it's great that people want to jerk off with me and that could be super hot and when i'm in the mood i'm like yeah this is great but in general a huge part of my job is um like the admin behind the scenes which is exhausting oh, i hate it i always say like if I knew I was getting this much of an office job, maybe I would have stuck with an office job. But I don't necessarily find it empowering. I find it as empowering as any other job. You go to work, you get your money, whatever. You get huge benefits. It's given me financial freedom, literal freedom, as in I've been able to travel all around the world. And if I wanted to not work for all of next year, I could go, I'm not working next year. So I love the opportunities that porn has given me. When you shoot a scene... Do you do like a debrief? You know, like if a, I'm thinking from a sports perspective where a team will go back through, look at clips and think, could have done that better, could have done that better. That didn't work out too well. Maybe I'll tweak this or tweak that. Do you do that? I don't really look at my own content. Do you not? I don't. I'm really busy and I don't have that much time to sit around and watch my own porn. And like videos can be like 45 minutes long. So Mm. it's like a full-time job. So I have usually the studios creating and distributing or my, if I'm making private content, it'll be a videographer and they'll edit it and they'll send it to me and I'll, I'll flick through it and I'll be like, okay, that looks good. So I think that I do avoid looking at my porn as much as possible because I, I find that I'm very critical of myself and I kind of go like, oh, I mean, I'm I'm still just kind of like a nerdy girl from Sydney. I'm like, I'm not used to being seen kind of like as a sex symbol. And when I see myself in porn or like being nominated for awards and stuff now, I'm just like me. And it, like, it makes me blush. It makes me feel silly. So yeah, I, I don't really watch my own porn. How do you I... get better? How do you think of... I can do this better, I can do that better. I think that when I'm at my best is when I'm not in my head and thinking about it. Uh, when I just relax and go with it. When I start thinking about it, the reason that I think that I'm quite good at porn or something that I enjoy about my own porn is that I'm not very conscious of um, how I look. At the start, we've got our hair and our makeup done and we're looking like perfect little dolls. And I'll see some of my colleagues who end the scene they still look perfect. Their makeup is in perfect place. They've still got their lipstick on. And every hair is like perfect. They look beautiful. And I'm like, go you. But by the time that I finish the scene, I am crawling off, covered in cum, looking like I need to like go back to the swamp. But that's my style. And I think that that's something that I bring to porn. I don't care how I look. I don't think about how I look. I'm like in the moment, I'm having sex. I'm shooting this scene and I'm thinking about the connection and the sweaty, spitty kissing and groping. And by the end of it, I've usually got lipstick smeared across my cheek 
one eyelash I, I actually had to tell makeup artists to stop putting fake eyelashes on me because every time they do I end up with one missing and like on the pillow but yeah so I think that not being overly vain is something that I bring to porn and I so respect the girls that manage to keep themselves looking like beautiful dolls but I am certainly not one of those girls I am gonna get messy do you charge different rates for different scenes because obviously there's a whole lot of weird shit you can do in porn I am actually fairly vanilla at this point. Plan to go into some heavier stuff. What does that look like? What's um, heavier stuff? Anal. I am an anal virgin. And I've had a lot of studios coming to me wanting to take my anal my anal virginity. Um, but you would have done anal outside of porn? Nope. You haven't done anal at all? I am an anal virgin. And you're gonna, the first time you're going to do it is on camera? On camera. Then from there you have heavier and heavier stuff. What's past anal? Uh, there's DP, which is double penetration. Then there's multiple penetration of various orifices. This is something that I'm certainly not ready for at this point. But yeah, at the moment, I'm shooting boy-girl mostly, girl-girl, uh, girl-girl-boy. I actually haven't even shot my first boy-boy-girl scene yet. But I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. And so the rates would go up for each one of those so types of scenes. the rates are higher depending on um, what you're shooting. Some of, some of the things that rates are higher for are absolutely shocking. Like and what? I actually refuse to up my rate for certain things that are industry standard um, because I personally am just not okay with that. For example, um, shooting interracial porn, um, you can charge a significantly higher rate. Whereas I am completely uncomfortable with that and I just would never do that. Um, yeah, so your rate for a boy-girl with a guy of your same race would be yada yada. And then for a guy, a black guy, really, um, it would be like 500 more. And I am completely uncomfortable with the whole concept of that. And when my agent first presented me with that situation, I was like, holy what? Uh, I, I didn't know that she was being for real. But, there, yeah, there is a huge a huge lot of, like, fetishization of race. Um, but also people clearly having, um, like, charging a, like, a high... So they're called levels. Um, when you're working in porn, they're called levels. So, first of all, there's blowjob level. Then there's boy-girl level. Then there's boy-girl-girl level. Oh, no, then the girl-girls in their somewhere in the early stages um then there's you know and it works up until you end up at like you know gangbang but the fact that um interracial is being charged at a higher level is like was really really shocking to me and um is something that I'd, I'd much rather make a stand on than um get a few hundred extra euros what is the reasoning behind it being higher level They've said that it's considered, it's in a different category. So everything that is considered in a different category is something that you can charge extra for. So you charge extra for it if you can. And I was just like, hell no, that is gross. And Charging extra for it. Charge, charge, it, it, it it's nonsensical to me. It boggles my brain and I wouldn't do it. Does the guy get more? I don't know, actually. That's an interesting question. I don't know. Do girls get paid more in porn than guys? Girls get paid more in porn than guys. 
all the male porn stars, they just have massive dicks. They can be ridiculous. Honestly. Really? Like, how, what's ridiculous to you? Like, what's... Danny D is the biggest... Danny D. Have you been with Danny, Danny D? Danny D. Yes, I've been with Danny D quite a few times. I need to Google Danny D. Google Danny D Danny and... D. Get ready to have an inferiority complex. Okay, so Pornhub, Danny D. Just Google it. Google images and Google Danny D porn and you'll see. Okay, I'll go Danny D. Oh, you could even Google the two of us together. The first thing that's come up on Google is that you're in an everything must go sale. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, that's brutal. Everything must go. Atlantis Deep and Danny D. Oh no, everything must go. Oh, that was the weirdest porno I've that was the weirdest script I've ever had. It's okay if it's gone to it's a, it's half price DVDs. Okay, no, it was the weirdest script I've ever had. It was I was a lesbian who had broken up with my girlfriend and now I was selling her my used clothes. And it's called Everything Must Go by Brazzers and she comes to my house to buy my secondhand clothes. And I tell her she can have them for free if she lets me fuck her new boyfriend, who is Danny. Um, who I've shot maybe, I think maybe four or five scenes with now. Uh, he's an awesome performer, very naturally, physically gifted. I've never quite seen anything like it before. The first time I ever shot for Browsers, I was sitting in the makeup chair. And um, I'm sitting there and there was this giant, like, obscene dildo sitting next to the makeup chair and I went holy moly look at that and she was like oh that's Danny and I was like haha and she's like no no that's a cast of Danny's dick have you not have you not googled him and I was like no and she's like oh you're in for a surprise okay so I can see there's a picture of there's two girls in here and then there's a guy in a Hawaiian top I want to see what you're looking at holy shit that thing is a whopper that's you. It is like full on a two-hander job. I fainted shooting that scene. I bet you did. I did. I literally fainted and I thought I'd gotten away with it. Uh, I was like up against a piano and it was the middle of summer and we were like there was this kind of like reflective statue out the side of the sunroom and it was reflecting in and it was so hot and I'm like smushed up against a piano taking that ridiculous penis and um, I just fainted. And then I was back in like one second. I thought I'd gotten away with it. And so I like tried to keep going. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's dead. Is there ever a problem with guys not being able to get it up on set? There is not a huge problem with that. Because coming onto a professional set, every guy is expected to inject his penis. What? It's, it's what it sounds like. They inject it with what? Honestly, I don't know what it is. They they vanish off into the bathroom. They come back and they've got a, I think it's up to like 10 hour boner. But unlike Viagra or pills and stuff you can take, you inject this one and it's like, like cartoon, like, and then you inject it again at the end of the shoot and it goes back down again rather than Viagra, which can cause like blood clots. And if you're using it excessively. This is like pretty much an on-off switch and you're up and you are rock hard and at the end of the shoot, you you come and then at the end of the shoot, that still doesn't bring it down and then at the end of the shoot, you inject something else into it and it lets it relax. 
It can't be. And people have been known to inject too much and have to go to the hospital. What? Their dicks are going to explode? Yes. You, you can actually physically feel the difference uh, with how much they've injected it with. So, for example, so in, in Europe, you can't shoot natural. No studio worth its salt will book you if you're shooting natural. If By shooting natural, you mean? And by that, if not you're not injecting. If you're not injecting into yep. your dick... In Europe, you cannot shoot as a male in porn. No. And some people inject too much and their dicks explode. too much and it's it's not going to be a healthy thing and you you need the polished antidote to reverse it, but it can get too far. And then there's blood vessels getting involved. It's it's horrible. Um, So you can feel the difference. If you inject too much, it feels kind of like solid, like... um, like like it's like a table and then if you inject less like actual wood it's more like squishy and good and you can hit the medium which is like it feels like a natural like a natural erection oh my word yeah i can think of nothing more frightening and the thing is it's to do with math so it's kind of not only is it horrible for them when they have to go to hospital because they've injected too much into their penis but it's kind of embarrassing because it's like they've done the calculations wrong and they thought their dick was bigger than it is so it's not a doctor injecting it it's like you just go and you're like no it's them in the bathroom they, they have like a prescription and they get this little vial and they inject it into their penis i've seen it happen a couple of times and it's like whoa and then it just goes wing in about maybe like under 10 minutes but oh god i don't even know if i should say Say it. You're going to say, say it. Okay, so I know one male performer. Only one. Okay, the rest of the cum shots you're seeing are real. But this one guy, he gets a syringe full of Gaviscon and he injects it or like inserts it up his... Urethra. Yep, that thing. And then he holds it and lets go of it and that way he can shoot four scenes a day. Gavis gonna hurt. It's like it stings a little bit. Oh my um, goodness! So there's that. So as far as like, because we've talked about how much money you earn, we didn't see a number because you wouldn't give it to me, which is fair enough because it is tacky. But I thought I'd ask anyway because I <laughs> I'm interested. But I'm seeing that you're earning a lot. Um, what what's the end game? Like what? So obviously you're working your way up in the, in your career. You're Playboy Bunny now. Do you have a plan on your exit? I have plans. I think that a lot of pressure is put on us as porn performers, almost as though we have like an expiry date. People in my family are like, oh, you can't do this forever. And I was like, have you looked at porn recently? I've got another 20 years in me if I wanted. Because of the nature of porn and the way that the, the money that I have been making, I will have the opportunity to retire early if I want or I could continue on and keep going for years but yes I I do have a diverse investment portfolio do you yes what have you invested in uh my my dad's actually a stockbroker so he's been a huge help when it's come to investing my money goodness knows what what I've got investments in but I've got investments all over the place uh and property obviously can I ask about your dad or is that off limits go for gold what does dad think um, he wasn't overly impressed. For me, my most important thing has always been um, my time. And 
when my value and when, when choosing a career really came up to my time and my freedom. This career has been amazing for that because I get to work when I want, not work when I don't, and yet very much have the freedom to do whatever I want, which I love. Uh, when it comes to, obviously, intimacy and long-term relationships, I think that I would probably be, at this point at least in my life, polyamorous regardless of if I worked in porn because I don't really think that um, having like enjoyable sexual or emotional relations with one person takes away at all from having them with your partner or another person. So I'm very, sexually I'm very free and open regardless of porn. Um, I just don't get much time to get laid these days off camera. <laughs> Everyone should do what makes them feel comfortable. Obviously coming into porn and my whole family knows what I do. Some people were upset. And Who was upset? Aunties, actually. Really? My, I think my mother and my father both know me too well to have even really bothered trying to change my mind about what I was doing. They knew that if I'd made up my mind, I had made up my mind with a very well thought about business plan and that I was going into it wholeheartedly and there was nothing they could do about it. My dad and other members of the family have told me that I've ruined porn for them. And that they can't go on Pornhub or anything without feeling nervous now because they think they're going to stumble across something they shouldn't see. You do plan to have kids at some point because that's a, that's a career thing for any woman. I am very, very open to having children. Um, so what happens when you've had kids? Obviously, that, that affects your career, doesn't it? Like, Because we talked about that before. Like, it you- doesn't affect my mainstream career. It would certainly affect our live stream house, yeah. uh, but we planned for that to go for one year. It probably will go for longer than a year now because it is honestly making good money. Um, and How much? Shut up. I can't tell you. It's top secret. Okay. Can we say more more than 10 grand a week? Um, it, it, I'm very comfortable. More than a grand a week? No. Go in the other direction. More, more than 15 grand a week? I'm, I'm very comfortable. I put... Dude, I spent £300,000 setting up this project. Did you? Yes. Most of that has gone into promotion. Right, got it. It is so freaking expensive. We've had Pornhub ads. We've had YouTube ads. We've got three different publicists. No, two different publicists currently. We've got a digital marketing team. It is just getting the word out because, I mean, for every every 200 people that click on your link, one person is going to subscribe. And you have to, so you have to get it to thousands and thousands and thousands of people in order to build right. up the numbers. Even, even just like getting, I have to get the whole street set up, uh, dug up to get like this super fast internet installed. So if you have kids, are you, is there any concern that down the line they're going to see mum in a porno? They'll be forewarned. I'm not letting them waddle, waddle out into the porn world. I, I have friends who have kids and their kids know what they do. What about that kid when he goes to school? A horrible, horrible situation uh, that happened with one of my friends with like some school bullies holding them down and like forcing them to watch their parents porn. That shit's going to happen. Kids are kids are horrible. I don't think it's enough of a reason not to pursue your, your chosen career or not to have kids. I am hella clucky. If I was to get pregnant um, at the moment, my partner's a woman. Um, so there's no chance of it happening happening accidentally, but we have very much talked about um, starting a family together. It would make a ticking clock for my project, so that's the reason that we're definitely putting it off right now because 
I cannot have anyone under the age of 18 on my stream. Every person that comes in, I had carpet cleaners over today. I had to, I had to get them si- to sign model releases and non-disclosure agreements. And I can't have uh, anyone under the age of 18 on the live stream. So if I was pregnant, it would put a nine-month clock on continuation of my project. So the future for Atlanta State, what does it look like for you? I... Ten years time, what's hap- where are you? What, what's going on? I don't know, honestly. 20 years time. Things have accelerated. What's your long-term goal? Okay, so things have accelerated for me at such a huge pace since I launched my website. Um, I really never thought that I would be in the position that I'm currently in um, as quickly as I've become in this position. So I'm very thankful for that, but I, can't, I have no idea where I'm going to end up. I I do hope that I will have the opportunity to go and work in America. So hopefully whatever the outcome of the AVN Awards is, that might aid to that or just my general relationships with studios might aid to that because I would really love to just do porn to the max. And I feel like I'm a little bit stunted by... It's a, it's a smaller pool in Europe um, and within the UK. I do hope to go over to the US for more filming opportunities. Personally, yeah, I want to have babies. I've been messing around with my hormones at the moment. What do you mean? Uh, I've gone, I've gone off the contraceptive pill, which is the reason that I'm not currently shooting at all. I've gone off the contraceptive pill because I found out that I, it was like messing with my estrogen. So I've had to go off the contraceptive pill for three months, which is the reason I haven't shot for three months, and that is why I am ridiculously horny, I believe. And dying to get back to work in January, which is when I go back on, which is when I'm going back on the contraceptive pill. Because although I want babies, I really want babies right now. You don't want to accidentally have like a porn baby. That would just. Is there a thing that you have to sign to say you're on a contraceptive there pill? There is or not, which is hugely, hugely surprising and kind of cringy, right? That makes me nervous. I don't know if nervous. cringy is the right way. I think like scary is It the makes right me you're... really nervous and I'm not. The one that's, I'm in control of my own body and I know I'm on contraception. But as a male performer, that would make me so nervous. We have to do um, sexual health tests every day, uh, every 10 days. So, But it, it, it says nothing about our contraception on there. So that's just fully at our discretion. But yeah, that would make me really nervous as a male performer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, Yeah, you'd be wanting people to sign something to, oh my God. Well, thank you so much coming on the show where can people find out more about you uh they can find me on instagram at atlantasteep.live or google me atlantasteep.live it'll take you to my 24-hour continuously live streaming website i'm also on OnlyFans, atlantasteep pornhub atlantasteep twitter is like atlantasteep3 or something because they keep bloody deleting me uh yeah anyway thank you so much for having me no thank you and thank you for being so candid yeah, well, you've asked some good questions. And thank you very much for listening. Sharing us on social media and reviewing us on whatever platform you listen to really does help the podcast grow. And that helps me get more great guests on. So don't be shy. Help us out. And we'll talk again soon.